You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season, we are delving into the global phenomenon of Juliantina. I'm Sheena. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. Monica McCowan. My pronouns are she, her as well. And I am a lesbic author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast. But uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. When we left off last time, the cop dude was told that Jules had been kidnapped. Val is doing everything in her power to try and rescue the love of her life. And he seemed mildly interested, but not enough for her. So she ran out of there, very irritated, and ran straight across to Lucia to ask her to please print something about this in the newspaper or magazines or whatever it is that they print, just to kind of gain some media coverage and put some pressure on these guys. Yeah, you know, the theme of all of this is that it's a really selfless thing that Valentina is running around trying to do because she thinks that Juliana doesn't love her anymore and that Juliana's with Sergio and her little heart is broken, but she's still trying as hard as she possibly can to make sure that she's still safe. Well, that's true, but maybe she also feels a little bit bad because she never got to tell Jules that Lucio's visit was just a visit and they're not actually back together again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I agree with that, but I think it's kind of ancillary or peripheral to like the big feeling, which is just being willing to do anything. So it is true love, you know, so. But what this does is ends up bringing her back to Lucho, not in a romantic way, um, but he's just always around because everybody knows I think he's a conniving smarmy or whatever adjective or noun you want here but they end up back in one another's sphere but again her goal is to to find juliana in the meantime val has found out that lupe has moseyed off to where she thinks jules is being held the same house that she was held at we're also seeing while this is all happening uh what are these dudes names again Beltran and Hockabell. Right. They're taking a stroll up a road and Beltran's got a gun. He's basically forcing Jacob to like come with him and put his life on the line to save Jules. But there's this kind of romantic moment where Lucia phones Jacob and she needs to tell him something. So I assume this is where she tells him, I don't know, something bad about herself or whatever it is, comes clean I haven't seen it, so I don't actually know exactly what their arc is, but it's all romantic music and stuff. But they are the main characters of the show. <laughs> right, so, you know, it's worth mentioning. <laughs> but they're not the main characters of our show. Which is true. While all of this is happening, Val's very concerned, and so she's talking to Lucio through what's been happening. She's worried because Lupe's run off to go rescue Jules. She feels helpless, she can't do much. And he's like, well, you know, we can track her phone. She looks a little kind of pale and worried. But she's like, okay, well, let's go track the phone and see what happens. What's the worst thing that can happen? At least it's something that you can do at this point. Yeah. And so I want to take a second to talk about this because I've mentioned it before. While they're tracking the phone, Lupe's running around looking like a fool in some sort of like disguise trying to go rescue her daughter on her own, which is sweet, but 
misplaced. But I still can't decide if the writers of the show are trying to give Lucho like a redemption arc. And I would be more understanding of that idea, except for the fact that he knows how to track people's phones. And you have to just take the jump that he's been tracking Valentina's phone too. So while he's doing this nice thing to help her, that's a really, really creepy thing. I mean, he's like, you know, she she says something to him at one point, and he's like, well, you, I bet you didn't know I was a, a geek too, you know. And he's sort of trying to play it off. But there is a look she gives him at one point, which I hadn't picked up, but after you said... The thing about him tracking her phone, I can't help but wonder if there's just this moment when she kind of recognizes that's what he's been doing. Yeah. So there are moments where you think maybe that's not going on because they followed her in a car. Either way, he's a weird stalker because before when he was trying to catch her quote unquote cheating, which, okay, again, I'm going to be realistic here. He wasn't wrong, (laughs) but they were following in a car and trying to track her and didn't seem to know where she was and gave no mention that he was doing this previously. But it's too out of left field as kind of like a skill set for him to have for me to believe that there wasn't something nefarious that he was kind of doing with it previously. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Val plays an interesting role in this whole search Jules. She's the catalyst in many regards to get people moving and to make things happen. If it hadn't been for her, the police wouldn't have even known that Jules was kidnapped. And now, you know, she's just talking to everybody about it and taking anybody's help who she can, including Lucho's, and he seems to have found Lupe's phone, like where she is. So they've sent that to the police. So the police are now on their way. But she's also making really dodgy decisions. Lucho says to her, well, let's go, you know, we can stay at a safe distance and go look at what's happening. And like, that's just people with guns, not a good plan. Yeah, I don't know why he suggests that, you know, in a couple minutes, you're going to understand why they need to get them there. But yeah, it's just it's really bad decision making. Let's go into a house where or let's go close to a house where somebody has been kidnapped. And we know that these people are heavily armed and we know that multiple people are closing in, including police, and there could very well be some sort of shootout. I get the feeling because he says it after Val expresses like how frustrated she is and how she wishes she could be there. So I I get the feeling he's trying to be the hero, trying to be the good guy, trying to give her what she wants so that he's back in her good graces. I just think it was pretty much as simple as that. Yeah, still just a really bad decision. Oh, completely. But again, they're like, you know what, maybe 21-year-olds, so... Also true. Even though they wear very nice clothes and have hired drivers and, you know, everything at their disposal, their brains still aren't fully formed. I know a lot of adults who make bad decisions, so, you know, I don't necessarily consider this, like, a plot hole in any way, shape, or form. It's just a really bad decision. Interspliced between all of this that's going on is what's happening with Jules and the bad guys. And he keeps threatening her. And then eventually Beltran and Jacob show up at the sort of meet. 
And there's like a bazillion of these bad guys with guns around this one unarmed girl. But that just shows how much they want Alcino. Absolutely. What the funniest thing for me was when Belchan was telling Jacob to like walk more like a, an animal, like let out your animal instincts, put your head down, look aggressive. The two of them do have these funny moments. They do. It was it's kind of hilarious. But yeah, the so the scene now is everybody is kind of converging on what's supposed to be this meet where they're going to exchange Chino, who is not Chino. Chino's body has Hakobo, who is Val's father in it, for Juliana because they want El Chino Valdez. So Chino and Hakobo and Beltran are there. Juliana's there because she's been kidnapped. All of the cartel guys are there and they all have guns. Lupe's creeping in the woods. Valentina and Lucho are en route in a car uh, because Val wants to like be there when she gets out of her kidnapping. Like it's a trip to the, you know, like an outpatient hospital procedure. And then <laughs> the cops now know the location. So they are in route. So it is one of these moments with a really large cast of characters where a lot of the storylines are intersecting because of this kidnapping. So while it's very difficult to watch, and honestly, you can just fast forward through the parts where Juliana is with the kidnappers if you want there's nothing you need to know as a Julian Tina viewer to to understand, but it's, it's important that that happen because it's bringing all these things together. Right. So we we also, as the Julian Tina viewers, find out for the first time why they so desperately want El Chino. It's because he stole a whole lot of money from them and a flash drive with what I'm guessing is something that can be used against them. And so they want it back. And Jacob is hilarious because he's saying things like, I spent the money on girls and tequila and he is the most un-girls and tequila dude. And it's just, it's funny. And so I will say, you know, Lupe in this scene where everything's happening, Beltran's like up high trying to get a good shot, but there are too many of them. I think Lupe is trying to have a selfless moment. Very stupid for her to jump out, but she was trying to have a selfless moment and protect Juliana and kind of be willing to trade one life for another. But she runs away when it's when the situation is distracted and runs out onto the road where we now realize that Lucho and Val are waiting. One of the guys follows her. Lucho tries to play hero, and he gets shot. He gets shot dead. You know, you don't know that right away this is a soap opera so maybe he goes to the hospital maybe whatever but he gets shot point blank in the chest and when the henchman is going to shoot lupe the police start to roll up so he runs away instead of shooting her so val and lupe are unharmed but lucho has been shot in the chest at very very close range and it's pretty evident that he's dead when they sort of lay a sheet over him. And then, of course, Val starts yelling at the cop, where's Juliana? Where's Juliana? And he gets really irritated, like, what are you doing on this scene? It's not safe for you to be here. Go sit in the car. And for the first time, Val and Lupe are agreeing on something. They both want to know where Jules is, and they both want to go rescue her. And they are just 
Yeah, I mean, Valentina is mad as a hornet from the grief, and she's just like, don't touch me! And they put them in the back of a patrol car, but yeah, I mean, this has to be an incredibly traumatizing moment, because Lupe ran, and I think she was trying to, like, distract them and bring them with her, but she doesn't know what happened to Juliana. Val just watched Lucho get shot and still doesn't know what's happening with Juliana. We know from the next scene that Beltran is able to get her out, Beltran and Hakabo. And Jules herself, she takes the opportunity when there's a disruption and elbows the main dude in the nuts and runs away. Beltran, Jacob, and Jules all are now somewhere in the bushes. Jules is discovering that Beltran's actually her father. And she doesn't believe it, but he has this moment where he lashes out and gets very authoritative. He spends like 30 seconds trying to reason with her and tell her what they need to do. And she doesn't believe what they're telling her that he is her father. It's impossible. Um, But yeah, he kind of freaks out on her and gets very aggressive and says, now do you believe me? And it's personality is very, very different than that of Hakobo. So even though it's very confusing to her, the body switch, um, just in terms of temperament, she understands that there's something going on, even if she can't quite believe it yet. In the meantime, Lupe and Val are at the police station, and they're still saying, where's, where's Jules, where's Jules? And they're being ignored by the cops. But as they're trying to leave, somebody tells Val that Guille is out of prison. And more than just ignored, they're kind of kept in that room. They do want statements, yeah. So at this point, Val calls Guillet so that he's in the loop on what's going on. Beltran and Jacob have taken Jules to the psychic lady's house. And the psychic lady's like, who is this? And so Beltran introduces Jules as his daughter. And she's still not so convinced about this whole thing. Yeah, this is really when all of the storylines of the show start intersecting. So you do start to get more characters that haven't necessarily had scenes with one another together. Like, you know, Hakobo and Beltran and Juliana and then taking Juliana to the witch. But there are really important things still happening between main characters who have had conflict together. So Lupe and Val are still in the room together, which is the only way they would really, only by force, is how they would be around one another. But it's very good because Lupe gets a text from Juliana that she's okay, and instead of kind of being Lupe and withholding that or whatever, she immediately goes to Valentina, tells her they share a sweet, excited hug, mother-in-law and future wife. It's a very important bonding moment. And it is an important bonding moment because I think it's this point that she realizes actually Val does love Jules and it's not because she even stands up to the cop and says when he pushes because he wants Val's statement and she says no, she'll come back when she's feeling better. And then she grabs her and takes her out and sort of stands up to him like plays the adult for once in this relationship. Lupe sharing in the joy of knowing that Juliana is safe, something that you never thought that they would have done 10 to 15 episodes ago with the way things were going. And then going even beyond that, which is Lupe thanking Val when she finds out that she was the one who called the police. 
which was ultimately what led to to them being safe. Lupe would have been shot and killed by the cartel member had the police not been coming. So Val essentially saved her life and then Lupe defending Val to the police officer. So there's a lot of really, really important character growth from Lupe and Valentina just in that short scene. That's really a pivotal, I think, turning point in the Lupe Val narrative. So now we're back with Jules and her father, and they're having quite an intense conversation. She's saying to him things like, you know, I don't actually believe that my father would try to save me because he doesn't care. And he also doesn't acknowledge that he's my father. So we're hearing a bit of a, a backstory here, which we didn't necessarily get to see if you were just watching the Juliantina bits. And his relationship with her has been strained pretty much every time they've met um, or every time she's even spoken about him. And so this is a little bit of a beginning of making things better between them. Kind of. I mean, I think El Chino has moments, but if we're going back to playing like good guy, bad guy, I know that he's a complicated person, but he still definitely falls in the bad guy camp to me. You know, he's very selfish. Even when he's talking to Juliana right now in this scene together, he's talking about how these things were done to me. It's very much akin to like Lupe's kind of narcissism where nobody is thinking about Juliana. Nobody is thinking about what she needs, what would make her happy. Like, she's the child in this situation. And Beltran is telling her, you know, your mom cheated on me and I never thought that you were my kid. And while that is a hard, difficult, frustrating thing, and, you know, one of the things that men go through that women probably can't quite understand what that feeling would be like, because it's different. You birth the child. If it's yours, you know. Except if you're on like true soap opera and there's like baby egg switching. If anybody's watched like Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> he's making it all about himself. And he's basically saying, I couldn't love you because I didn't think you were mine. And like instead of extricating himself from the situation for 18 to 19 years, he just treated Juliana like absolute garbage. So... He's saying it with like this softish kind of sad voice, but it's like, get bent, dude. Like, I have no pity for him because he has just been an absolute monster. Completely. But he does say that when he discovered that she'd been kidnapped, he had this weird feeling and he suddenly knew that she was his daughter. I think that that's, you know, the writer's way of trying to have some kind of like recognition or character growth or something. But it is still like, I agree with you, still get bent, dude. But, you know. Yeah. But would he have left her die if he didn't have that feeling? You know, I'm only saving you because you're my flesh and blood and therefore an extension of me. And that props up my narcissism that nobody's going to kill my child. Like, kill anybody else you want, screw over anybody else you want, but they are an extension of me and therefore under the protection. So I think it's just a lot of, yeah, real, real deeply entrenched narcissism. It's no wonder that Jules is as skeptical of all good things as she is. Yeah, but, you know, you are in Camp Soulmates. So it was inevitable in spite of all of, you know, Juliana's trauma and unwillingness to 
to be vulnerable around people because she has, you know, 18 or 19 years of knowing that that doesn't work out well. She just can't kind of help it when it comes to Valentina. That is exactly why soulmates exist, is to, you know, fulfill that role. (laughs) So now we've seen um, Val in crisis mode before when she got kidnapped when the, the guys took over her house. And now she's watched Lucio be shot right in front of her, so of course she's back in crisis mode. And even though she knows that Jules is okay, I, in fact, I think it's more like she now knows that Jules is okay, so now she's falling apart. Yes, absolutely. I think that's 100% what it is. And it's very fortuitous that Gie was able to get sprung from jail um, because he needs support but his situation has kind of been like drawing out so they've all emotionally dealt with it but it's really nice that he and Renata are able to be there for her so that she doesn't have to completely fall apart by herself because Ava has been nowhere to be found for a while which I think you know Valentina is completely okay with and Ava isn't somebody she would have gone to for help anyway but she's um she being Valentina is back at the Carvajal compound and Renata and Guille are with her. And then Lucia and a man that I think we've met very briefly in a couple of other scenes throughout the show, Johnny Corona, is there as well. We're getting into a very, very tangled web because he is the person who originally helped Lucia kill Val's father. And they kind of are in cahoots, but... Obviously, their bond is weakening by the fact that Lucia is falling in love with the husband that she originally killed, who has come back from the dead, in case anybody needed to be caught up on that. You're going <laughs> to love the complexities of the character arcs. I love it. And Sergio walks in then. Fine. He just shows up on the scene. Don't know who called him. But to be fair, his best friend has just been killed. Yep. And his other best friend was there when it happened. And we can watch the the reunion between Juliana and Lupe now as Beltran brings her back home. Despite all the differences, despite the fighting, despite everything, they're still mother and daughter and they're just ecstatic to see one another. Yeah, it's a very, very emotional homecoming. And what's interesting is Panchito gives her this warm, heartfelt hug And Juliana gives it back. It's a very genuine moment between them. Which is funny because Beltran gave Jules a hug when she was free, finally. When he saw her for the first time after she was free. And she was very like, um, what the hell is going on here? Because she didn't know, obviously, and she doesn't have a good relationship with this man. Yeah. And there's there's very much, I think, kind of this symbolic thing where Beltran is watching what was his family have this moment with Panchito in the reunion and he's just kind of standing there watching awkwardly but even if this was still his life it would never be that type of moment with him involved because of the type of person that he is so Lupe is very thankful to see him and you know calls him her angel and Juliana is very quick to say He's not your angel, but she doesn't say who he is. He says she's someone else. Uh, And this leads to Beltran being the person that says that he is Chino Valdez. 
interestingly, he tries to get Panchito to leave so that he can have this conversation with Jules and Lupe, but Panchito stands with them and and Lupe is like, whatever you say to me, you can say in front of him. And then they, they stand next to each other in this kind of very, very typical family unit style photograph. Yeah. And then Panchito with his comic relief, when he discovers that Beltran is actually El Chino, he says, what's going on? Is every man who comes in here going to be your husband now? <laughs> <laughs> and there's quite a hectic moment now between Lupe and Beltran. She's very angry. And it's just, it's all these arcs closing. Yeah, and I think that a really important thing to infer is, even though Lupe is in a lot of the Julian Tina scenes, she is one of the characters, you know, unlike Sergio and Lucho, she has her own story arc with Panchito and kind of discovering herself again in Mexico City. She was in an abusive relationship for at least you know, 18 to 20 years, depending on how long they were actually together. But, you know, the whole time Juliana has existed. So, you know, the fact that she doesn't just kowtow to him and that she now feels strong enough and confident enough to basically tell him to F off is something I think that the old Lupe probably never would have done or have felt confident or safe enough to do. So I think that, you know, for us, this is just like, a oh, she's getting mad, finding out it's him. But I think she's doing something that, you know, a month ago, she would have never dreamt of doing. They were trying to hide from El Chino. She wanted to make sure that he didn't find them because she felt like he was so dangerous. That's true. And then we back with Val and Sergio. And they're sort of commiserating over Lucho's death. And Val gets a phone call from Jules. And we'll pick up with that next time. So finally, Jules is free. And they're going to talk for the first time after she's she's out. It's exciting times, Monica. I know. Baby's finally back together. <laughs> it's not going to be happy, but they're going to be together. At this point, you really just have to take what you can get. You're listening to Lesbians on Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online? Very socially active online. Uh, Just depends on what channel. Uh, So Twitter is my jam. If you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that I will communicate back. So it's at Monica McCallan and that's on Twitter. I do have a Facebook fan page and I have a website www.monicamccallan.com. But for sure, if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff, Twitter is where you can find me. Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.